Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed a Locked On Magic. Today is November 2nd, 2016. My name is Phil Prosperneik. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and I am coming to you today 1-3. That's right, the Orlando Magic defeat the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll have a complete breakdown of that game on today's episode, as well as talk about uh, something that I noticed during that game and something that, that Frank Vogel has talked a little bit about as far as how the defense can generate offense and the relationship between the offense and the defenses. That's been very, very important uh, in this early stage of the season. But before we get started, I do want to send a, a, say a quick word from our sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the basketball games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it has never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it is by far the easiest way I have found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. I'm looking right now at the SeatGeek chart for Thursday's game against the Sacramento Kings, the Orlando Magic, back home for a two-game set. They'll play Sacramento on Thursday, Washington on Saturday over at the Amway Center. You can see the Stars jerseys, I believe, for the first time on Saturday against the Wizards, so reason to be excited there, right? You can get into the Amway Center on SeatGeek for as low as $15, lower bowl tickets going for as low as $20. I'm seeing a lot of green circles, a lot of big green circles uh, for the games this week if you want to get in and see the Orlando Magic play this week. And uh, as we all hopefully saw on Tuesday, there there, there are some signs of life from from this Magic team uh, at 1-3, and three, so be sure to check that out. And if you're going to buy tickets to the games this week, this is the best part. My listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you have to do to get that $20 rebate. Download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LOMAGIC, that's L-O-MAGIC, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. And so what about the team that you would be seeing if you are going to the games this weekend over at the Amway Center? Obviously, Boogie Cousins, uh, you got uh, 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 Bradley Beal coming in. Should be some interesting games. Aaron Follows back in town, I mean... Uh, Andrew Nicholson, Jason Smith will be back in town pretty soon. You know, plenty of reason to be at least a little bit excited uh, about the games this weekend. Uh, but the big takeaway, though, is the Orlando Magic are not going to be playing those games winless. They picked up their first win of the season, defeating the Philadelphia 76ers 103-101 in Philadelphia. 
that score makes it sound like the game was really close, and it was a basketball game between uh, two teams that are, frankly, struggling a little bit right now. Orlando got off to a very, very slow start, but they finished the game off extremely strong, uh, 41 points in the third quarter, outscored Philadelphia 19-14 to in the fourth quarter. I think that says a lot of, on some things, uh, but most importantly, they executed decently well down the stretch. They're down seven at one point late in the fourth quarter. They made a nice little run to get back into the game. They made stops when they had to. They got a nice stop on Joel Embiid late in the game with Bismack Biombo on him. Alfred Payton made a nice stop on it. made a nice steal on Embiid to set up the the game the game winning shot. Uh, it was a mess of a possession in, in that last shot in that last possession. Uh, the ball squirted out of I think Nikola Vucevic's hands. Literally rolled to Serge Ibaka free underneath the basket. He took the ball, was flagrant fouled, made his free throws, and the Magic walked out with a win. And it was literally survived. The Magic led for only 21 seconds in this game. And frankly, only one and a half seconds of those mattered because they were the final one and a half seconds. This was not a pretty game by any stretch of the imagination for the Magic. It was ugly. It was not even gritty. It was just just a, a game that was full of runs. Uh, was full of poor execution. It just was not, you know, is maybe emblematic of the kind of game that the Magic want to play in some respects. And I think in some respects it was, but um, in a lot of respects it was just a, it was just a frustrating evening. Um, you could tell the Magic were still a little tight, a little anxious. You know, they they want to get that first win, and so now that maybe that they have it, they'll they'll play a little more relaxed and free uh, when when they get back when they get back to work on Thursday, uh, but. Um, it, it was just a very, very strange game. The Magic got down 10 nothing right off the bat. They uh, trailed by as much as 18 in the third quarter. They trailed by as much as 17 in the first half. Uh, they came back from that 10-point deficit, then went back down 17, then came back, uh, and then made it a game from there. Um, the offense, still a mess. Um, they did get they did eclipse 100 uh, points per 100 possessions this year, so they were better than a point per possession. Uh, but they started the, you know, it was just just a mess. They couldn't really find a rhythm. Uh, when they did, it was because their defense was creating opportunities. They were getting stops. When they weren't, it was because their defense was scrambling uh, and unable to to create the the opportunities that 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 the offense needs to succeed. Um, on top of all that, the Sixers really just ripped the Magic part. I mean, Embiid's really good and did a good number uh, on the Magic's bigs throughout the night. Uh, Dario Saric finally got out of the shooting funk and and started making a lot of shots. Uh, the Magic were scrambling really poorly, couldn't quite get out to the three-point line as well as you would like to see, and that's been a considerable weakness. Uh, but to their credit, the Magic made some adjustments. They, they got a little more physical, got a little bit more into the game defensively, and that helped them win this game. I mean, I, I, I think that was the key to victory tonight, was their defense woke up in that second half and delivered the win. Uh, Philadelphia scores only 44 points in the second half. Let me take a look at their defensive rating. Uh, Overall defensive rating for the Magic was 103.0, which is not great, but certainly better than 107, which is what the Magic have been running. And in the second half, the defensive rating for the Orlando Magic was 90.1. That will get the job done. And it was largely the starters. The starters struggled a lot at the beginning. They did work in the second half. They did their work, did their jobs, and the Magic were better for it, for having them out there. And and yes, the Magic closed with Bismack Biombo at center for defensive possessions, but uh, they were able to 
they were able to dig this one out. I mean, I think, you know, I, I said this for the longest time. What always amazed me about the 2009 teams, I'm not comparing this team to the 2009 team, but what always amazed me about that team was they did not have to play their best to win. They could always find a way to dig games out. This team doesn't quite have that that nature about it, but certainly tonight, certainly Tuesday night, they got the job done. They, they found a way. It didn't matter how. It didn't matter who. They found a way to get the job done. 31 points in the third quarter. They made their first 11 field goals. At fourth quarter, they missed their first seven field goals, still gave themselves a chance to win the game. They executed. Um, they began to trust the system. And honestly, you know, hopefully that's the kind of win, the kind of performance that it takes to change this team and, and get them where they need to be. Running down the stats real fast, Nikola Vucevic, 24 points, 14 rebounds, really solid offensive outing, plus 21 for the game. Don't want to look too much at plus minuses, but the starters were generally very good, and that's spotting Philadelphia 10 points at the beginning of the game. The starters did their job uh, for the most part, especially in that second half. Serge Ibaka, 21 points, two block shots as well. Looked a lot more active defensively. I know I, I, I went pretty hard on him in yesterday's episode. He's beginning to round into form. You can kind of tell he's starting to to see some things and get some things to click. And, and the Magic were a lot more switchy. Uh, they switched a lot more on defense, which I think was a big reason why they found success this year, so, or they found success this game. Uh, so I think that's that's a good sign that Ibaka's beginning to round into form. Alfred Payton, 18 points, 10 assists, really good at getting into the paint. Still struggled a little bit on the defensive end uh, with Sergio Rodriguez, but when he clicked in, I mean, it's the same way that it was last year. When Alfred Payton is good, the Magic are a good team. And, and he was very good getting into the paint throughout the game uh, and, and creating a reason for the defense to collapse. Now, whether the Magic make those shots is another issue, but he's doing the right things to get into the paint and, and make things very difficult for defenses. Evan Fournier started slow but scored 17 points, including the game-tying runner, a, uh, a, bank, off the, a bank off the backboard to, uh, to, to tie the game, uh, finally bring the Magic back, and then the Magic got a big stop with Alfred Payton stealing the ball from Joel Embiid to set up Serge Ibaka's free throws for the win. Uh, other notable, Not a lot of other notables. I guess the only other notable is Aaron Gordon dropping a ridiculous 360 in-game because that's what Aaron Gordon does. We're do one Aaron Gordon highlight a game, it seems like. Uh, his other one was a, uh, a, a crazy tip-in alley-oop that he was behind the backboard. It was... It's hard to describe. You should you should definitely go check that out uh, on the highlights. But uh, a little bit of an off game offensively for Gordon. But you know he's typically very solid defensively. I, I don't worry so much about Aaron Gordon. Three of ten from from the field. He doesn't quite look as comfortable on the perimeter. Certainly not driving in against threes. I'd like to see him move to the four. I think the way the Magic are playing and and it's four games. I don't know if it's time to make this decision yet. Uh, but I do think the Magic need to seriously consider uh, some rotation changes and consider uh, balancing their lineup out a little bit. They need shooting. Uh, Philadelphia is pa- was packing the paint, daring the Magic to shoot. Uh, there's one possession where Bismack Biombo grabbed three offensive rebounds, one off a of three, kicked it back out, wide open three, missed, kicked it back out, wide open three, missed, kicked it back out, wide open three, missed, and then Biombo got a foul trying to go over the over the back and. God bless Bismack Biombo. He had four offensive rebounds. They all came on one possession. Um, he worked as worked hard as as he always does, and it seems like he's always doing. But uh, just that can't happen. You got to make those shots. You're open. You got to make shots and and process over results. So it, it's good. It, I'm not complaining about that. But 
that's the shot teams are giving the Magic right now, and, and the Magic need to find a way to, to balance their lineup out a little bit and, uh, max, uh, frankly, maximize their players. I mean, I, I don't know if Aaron Gordon's a three. I, I think it's worth still trying, and I think it's something they should continue to, to look at, but um, Gordon's still got to find his way as well. And so um, it's this story we're going to be watching all season. Uh, I think I think the Magic are kind of due for at least considering some change. It's obviously after wins, so you don't worry too much, but evidence is building that, that something doesn't quite click with this group. And But like I said, the starters are all positive like by a lot um, in, in their uh, plus-minus for the game, and I think a lot of that has to do with the third quarter. But uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that as uh, the season moves on. The main thing, though, that I want to talk about coming out of this game, though, is this relationship between the defense and the offense. Uh, it is, it's pretty easy for us to say, you know, make defense your backbone. Make defense your backbone. And, and everyone, you know, I've had a lot of people on Twitter come to me and say, how's this team going to score? How's this team going to uh, get points? They don't have shooters. They, they, they can't spread the floor. And I've kind of constantly said to them, I'm not worried about the offense. I'm going to worry about the defense. The defense is what's going to get them there. You can make the playoffs with a bad offense if your defense is elite. And I think the problems with the offense have been exacerbated and certainly magnified by how bad the defense has played so far this year. But And, and I think I'm going to ask more directly about this, so I may follow this, this, this conversation up uh, tomorrow with a little bit more on this, but Frank Vogel has said that the offense, that the defense is very much affected by the offense. It's not just a, you know, you miss a lot of shots, you're, you know, having to get back in transition and stop the other, stop your opponent from getting involved in, or, or getting into uh, their offense against a set defense. It's not so much that, it's it's a confidence thing. It's a, it's a confidence uh, thing for, for players. You know, they see shots go in, they're more energized, they're more pumped about things, uh, and uh, they play a little bit with a little bit more energy and a little more urgency because you know they're seeing shots go down. They're they're kind of getting that reinforcement. Um, defense is really hard to do on its own, obviously, and and I think that's something the Magic are still kind of learning how to do. Uh, what I noticed in this game, though, was yes, the defense was better when the offense was working. The defensive intensity was better when the offense was working, uh, and uh, it was. You know, I don't think the offense is gonna be so killer all the time. And a forty, but you know, when you look at it as well, when you look at this game, the Magic scored forty-one points in the third quarter. They gave up thirty. So it's not just a simple equation of when the offense works, that works the defense works. Because the Magic scored nineteen points in the fourth quarter and gave up fourteen. So it's it's not that it's not that simple push and pull. You can play good defense without having good offense. Give yourself a chance to win, and obviously the Magic did that. They gave themselves a chance to win, and they won the game. It certainly does play a role. I I don't think we can deny that, especially early on in games, uh, where you know the Magic are kind of stuck in a rut. They can't get themselves out, and you can see that frustration spill over. And especially this team, they've been very tight and very anxious. I think everyone's feeling the pressure uh, and understanding what's at stake this season for for a lot of people in their careers. To be frank. Uh, and they haven't quite come together yet, uh, especially on the defensive end. What I saw, though, late in the fourth quarter especially, what I saw throughout that fourth quarter especially, 
was a team that was figuring things out defensively. We began to see this Magic team play the way they want to play. They made some adjustments, and they shut down the Philadelphia 76ers, who were scoring at will, really, on the Magic. You know, this is one of the worst scoring teams in in the league. They had 57 points at halftime. That was not acceptable for the Magic, to be frank. Uh, And, you know, Orlando was searching for something defensively. And they and, and they found it with kind of the same lineups they've been using, but you know, I really liked what I saw in the fourth quarter where Aaron Gordon and Serge Ibaka were, were switching on screens, uh, where you could see the communication coming where they were, you know, moving well to, to, to cover guys and, and cover for each other. And a lot of it was switching. I mean that's a, I think a, a hallmark of Frank Vogel's defenses and certainly a hallmark of the roster the Magic have built with the versatility that they have. You'd see Gordon and Ibaka switch. Uh, they were playing C.J. Watson. You'd see him and Alfred Payton and, or D.J. Augustin switch. You'd see um, pretty much everyone except Nikola Vucevic that was out on the floor be able to switch. And that's what they want because it's tougher to create offense if you can't free someone up on a, on a screen roll. And then on that sense, they were getting the help that they needed. They were rotating back better. They, there was a lot more attention to detail. As the game got tighter... Um, as it came closer to its end, as as the urgency picked up, the Magic's defense got a lot better, and we saw what value that versatility has. I mean, the Magic forced a ton of turnovers, 16 turnovers for 18 points in this game. The Magic only had 10. I mean, they're taking care of the ball pretty well. And getting out on the break, too, 19 fast break points for the Magic. I mean, they, they played in the second half, especially, the way they want to play this season. So it's about replicating that. It's about doing that again and again and again and again. And the Magic, you know, I would say for this game, it was the longest stretch we've seen them play good defense this regular season. I mean, I think the second half in that final preseason game, we saw what we want to see from the Magic. This this game, I think for probably about the midpoint of the third quarter on, certainly the entire fourth quarter, the Magic play defense the way they want to play defense and play the style of play they want to play. And it's not always pretty. Scoring 19 points and giving up 14 is not pretty basketball to watch. Uh, but Philadelphia noticeably got tighter and they struggled and Orlando took advantage. And that's really all you can ask for. Now, it is Philadelphia and, and I have a lot of respect for Philadelphia. I think they're going to be a very, very good team. Uh, but, you know, it's Philadelphia. They're they're a long way away still. Um, you know, Embiid isn't playing full minutes yet. They were without Jalil Okafor. They just traded Jerry and Grant. Philadelphia used a lot of small lineups too, which allowed the Magic to switch a little bit more. I mean, there, there was a few times where uh, Rashawn Holmes and and uh, I think it was uh, Hollis Thompson were the four and the five, and you had Vucevic and Biombo on them, and that wasn't a good matchup, but the Magic made it work, especially on defense by switching pretty much everything. It didn't matter who... Uh, who Vucevic or Biombo were guarding because, you know, they were going to have a mismatch anyway. So the defense is still very much a work in progress, but I, I did see some signs that I really like um, that that were very encouraging for this team moving forward. And so uh, I'm intrigued to see how it develops from here, whether the Magic can can get themselves uh, moving forward, can get themselves to uh, uh, to to play at this kind of level again, and this kind of attention to detail. That's that's really all it is. It's attention to detail. It's attention to the game plan. It's attention to communication. 
And it's just a commitment to play this style because if you do, you can get easy baskets. You can get into a rhythm. You can get to the basket. You can get open shots if you play this way and use your defense to set up your offense, you know, rather than an offensive mentality setting up your defense, defensive mentality. Certainly, offense adds a little more juice. And I think that's what we'll continue to expect to see from this team. Uh, But defense still has to be the start of everything, like like we've said all summer long. Um, I think that was the case in this game, and the reason why the Magic won this game was because of their defense. And so that's a positive sign. Kind of on that vein, then, it, it's, it's interesting how, you know, the Magic are going to try and use some of these new players, and, and Bismack Biombo is someone who's still kind of finding his fit on the team. Uh, Bismack Biombo came to Orlando as, as a major shot blocker, uh, as someone who could protect the rim and, and be a defensive player, and we're not expecting a whole lot from him offensively. Um, you know, he doesn't have the greatest hands in the world, but the Magic are still figuring out how Bismack Biombo works for this team, and, and they've used him a lot at power forward next to Nikola Vucevic, and that's kept him on the perimeter, which probably isn't the best place for him. Um, considering his rim protection abilities, uh, they've, you know, he still seems like he's finding his fit. Certainly, his energy is something that the Magic really, really, really need. Um, those that play that I described earlier, where he grabbed all those offensive rebounds, uh, is the kind of play you expect from Bismack Biombo. Now he's the he's he's that kind of guy. He's just going to bring energy and block shots and grab rebounds and and do all that and. That's all. That's really what you want from him. To be frank, that's 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 the kind of player he is. He's not going to contribute a lot on the offensive end, and really, the stat sheets rarely do him justice. Two points, eight rebounds, four offensive rebounds again, two assists, four fouls, one block. I mean, that's that's a Bismack Biombo stat line. You know, maybe expect a little more points. He was minus nine for the game. He struck. He had his struggles today. Uh, but how does Bismack Biombo affect the offense still? Well, he affects it by blocking shots and helping generate fast breaks, and he hasn't quite done that yet. He does that by securing rebounds, and he's I, he's probably the, you know, I, I dare say he's the best rebounder on the team already. Um, you secure rebounds, you get the ball out quick, you run the floor, and Biombo's got the athleticism to run the floor, beat his man down the court on fast breaks, and score. His skill set, that those skills will help the Magic's offense. I mean, he doesn't have to score to make an offensive impact on this team. I think, like I've said with everything else, defense has to lead to offense. And we haven't quite seen that from Biombo yet. We haven't really even seen uh the full Bismack Biombo experience from this from from him yet. And and that's gonna be something that's gonna have to continue to develop as well. Um when will we see it? I don't know. It's kind of the same question as Serge Ibaka. It's it's when they're comfortable, uh when it seems like Vogel's using him you know, to, to his maximum benefit because Biombo spent a lot of time out on the perimeter guarding perimeter players. These are big questions for the Magic to answer. This is a big issue for the Magic. How does Biombo, you know, play defense at the level that he needs to play at so that he can spark that offense, that he can that he can get the ball out? And it's it's all about this coming together. It's it's still a big mystery. And and yes, the Magic got the win on Tuesday, but it just feels like how this team is going to operate on a game-to-game basis is still a big mystery. We just don't know quite yet what's permanent about this team and not really even just permanent, what 
this team's style and what they're trying to do is every night on the floor. And the offense has been stuck in the mud and that hasn't helped matters, uh, certainly. Uh, But the defense has still got to come around as well. And, you know, certain guys did play well. Certain guys have played well all year. I think Biombo's been good for for the most part. I think Aaron's been good for the most part. Nick Nikola Vucevic, despite some limitations, has been good for the most part. Um, But it's hard to take advantage of Biombo's shot blocking and, and certainly his rim-protecting abilities uh, when there isn't the same kind of physicality coming from the guards and coming from other places as well uh, to, to, to match that. And so um, the Magic are still kind of in this feeling-out process, I think, and it's still going to be a while before uh, it, it all really comes together. I want to thank everyone again for listening to the podcast today. Uh, Remember, the Magic are back in town Thursday to take on the Sacramento Kings. We'll have a complete preview of that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. Once again, the final score, the Orlando Magic defeat the Philadelphia 76ers 103-101 over in Wells Fargo Center. Magic off the schneid with their first win of the season. They are now at 1-3, and and they're game back of the playoffs at 2-2, so... uh, all is not lost. I know there's a lot of frustration. I, I feel it. I feel, uh, Trust me, I feel it. I'm yelling at my TV too. There's a lot of frustration about the way this team is playing right now, but it, you know, still a long, long way to go. Uh, season is far from over. This team is getting better. Uh, good signs tonight. Some signs to still be concerned about. Uh, certainly some big questions still to, a- to ask and to answer, but for now, let's revel in the win. Get our victory pizza tomorrow uh, from Papa John's and be happy about that. For Locked on Magic and OrlandoMagicDaily.com, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. Once again, the final, the Orlando Magic win 103-101 over the Philadelphia 76ers, and we will see you tomorrow. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.